You're listening to KYMN 95.1 FM, 1080 AM, and streaming online at KimRadio.net. It's time for the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Falk Financial Services. It's the show that covers America's pastime through the eyes of the people who love it the most. From journalists to broadcasters, and of course, the athletes that play the game, we will have all your bases covered. Here's your host, Colin Landsteiner. Good afternoon, Norfield. It's time for the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Folk Financial Services. My name's Colin Landsteiner, and this is the show all about baseball here on KYMN. And we got a great lineup here for you today, including Dirk Umbenhauer. He is one of the voices of Raider Sports here on KYMN. He's going to stop by. We're going to talk a little bit about the streaming schedule so far and some Raider baseball and softball, but really get into the Minnesota Twins. He actually got to head out to Target Field earlier this week and see them in person, and we're going to talk about the series this weekend against the Detroit Tigers. But before that, we're going to listen back to a conversation I had earlier this week with the GM of the Northfield Knights. His name is Dan Swanson, and uh, we're going to talk all about that Northfield Knights ball club. We're here with Dan Swanson, also known as Swanee, the GM of the Northfield Knights. And for those of you listeners who are unfamiliar with the Northfield Knights and uh, your role, Dan, why don't you fill them in on uh, what you do for the ball club? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, so the Northfield Knights is the uh, amateur baseball team here in town. A lot of people probably recognize the Dundas Dukes as another team uh, close by here. So we're in that same league uh, and we, re- we represent Northfield. So I've been with the team really in a lot of different capacities since its inception back in, I think the first season was 1988. That was the year I actually graduated from high school. And I played a few games with the Knights then, and I was a player for some time. Actually went away for college for a few years and returned and uh, was a player manager for some time. And then, uh, you know, life events happened and uh, I decided to kind of step away from the day-to-day uh, activities, but wanted to stay close to the team. So um, I've just kind of stepped into this general manager role. So I'm really responsible for putting together the roster, handling all the fundraising, you know, kind of behind the, behind the scenes work, uh, putting the schedule together. And then once the season starts, I kind of hand it over to our on-the-field managers. And, and they're the ones that go to all the games and make the lineups and that type of thing. And Dan, First home game for the ball club will be played at Seckler Park on May 16th. Any changes fans should be aware of for this upcoming season? You know, um, in terms of just kind of the experience, I think um, there obviously last year was a, was a difficult year in terms of the pandemic. You know, we're still facing some challenges there. Uh, but just recently, uh, Governor Walls has certainly announced uh, uh, loosening some restrictions in terms of gathering outdoors. So I think that that will be uh, a positive step in terms of uh, fans coming out to the ballpark. Hopefully they're feeling more comfortable. And, uh, you know, we're really looking forward to just being outdoors w- with people. And we feel like we're putting together a really, uh, really good brand of baseball on the field. Um, we're a very competitive team, one of the top teams in the state. And, and hopefully fans can appreciate that and enjoy that. 
And Dan, I totally agree. You know, right now people are eager to go out and do something fun, especially outside. And a Knights game is something people in Norfield should definitely put on their summer checklist of things to do. And the Knights, they're off to a great start, securing that 11 to nothing victory against the Red Wing Aces. Uh, you guys have really found some consistency in your lineup over the last couple of years. Uh, who are some of the top players fans should be excited to come down and watch this season? Yeah, one of the keys to success really in amateur baseball is, you know, having a core group of players that stay together for a while. And we've been very fortunate with, uh, you know, not only just really good ball players, but but ball players from Northfield, right? Northfield graduates down through the years. So, you know, some of our really household names here, of course, uh, Jake, Jake Matheson kind of anchors our pitching staff, as well as Eli Patrikas. Um, you know, Troy Deeden and Sam Moss are our co-managers. They also play. But as I go around the infield there, we also have Alden Severson, uh, Thomas Meland, uh, Eric Pittman, uh, Ryan Torbenson, Tim Moss, um, you know, all these guys are Northfield graduates, which, you know, I'm proud of, uh, because not only are we able to compete at the highest levels, but we're kind of able to keep it in-house to at least some extent. Of course, we do need to go out and, uh, find, uh, really good players to fill some holes, but for the most part, it's a, a Northfield feel to our team, which I'm really proud of. Yeah, that's the beauty of town ball, right? You get to see the local guys come out there and compete. Of course, we're here with Dan Swanson, the general manager of the Northfield Knights. And Dan, every year you've got some new players that join the ball club. What what are some of the new players this year that we could see making an impact on the season? Yeah, sure. Um, this year was really unique. So, um, you know, I've really, the kind of the theme to this year, I'll call it big schedule, big roster. I decided to add quite a few more games to our schedule. And in order to be able to support that, we need a lot of players, right? So I've, I went out and signed 20 new ball players, actually. Um, and that's in addition to pretty much everyone returning with maybe one or two key key losses. Uh, but some of the folks, uh, some of the players that folks will uh, probably recognize, especially um, from Northfield High School, is uh, Joey Glampy. He graduated a year ago <clears throat> and is a freshman at St. Olaf this year. Uh, and then we have th- three guys in, currently in high school that will be graduating soon. Cole Stanchina, Gunnar Benson, and Blake Melgren. Uh, and then another name that folks might be familiar with is Hunter Kep. So he was a Northfield High School graduate a few years ago, and he's been playing baseball at North Dakota State. Um, and he he also may be returning. That's going to be depending on where he might land in a possible college um league this summer, but he could be suiting up for the Knights as well. So, you know, keeping consistent with kind of that hometown feel, those are some of the uh, local guys. In addition to that, um, you know, I've reached out to various colleges uh, in the area and uh, we've signed, I think, 12 or 13 current college players uh, and we expect contributions from those those guys as well. So it should be really interesting. Uh, like I said, big schedule, big roster, uh, 40 plus regular season games and lots of opportunities for fans to come out and check it out. And of course, one of the events I I always mark on my calendar. It's always a great game, great community matchup. The Dukes and the Knights when they play. I'm sure you are a fan of this rivalry as well. Man, it's a fun one, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Just the the crowds that come out, whether it's out at Seckler Park or at uh, Dundas, it's just a really fun atmosphere and really kind of uh, epitomizes uh, amateur baseball. It's it's definitely great. And it's really developed into a really nice rivalry. I know that years ago and early on, um, the Dukes being kind of the uh, established team for many, many years kind of had our number. Uh, But we feel like, you know, over the past five plus years, 
years now that that has really evened out and it always turns out to be a very competitive game so um, yeah always look forward to those two dates uh, with Dundas. And Swanee you've mentioned that you've been involved with the team for quite a while and I'm sure you've got a lot of great memories from working with the Knights uh, what are some of your top memories? Yeah that's a that's a great question um you know, kind of, uh, you know, starting as a player, um, those back when the team started really had some fun times with with the. Uh as a player, you know, I was a pitcher and, uh, it was, it was fun to compete against, uh, some really good ball players. So from that perspective, I would say those are some, some very good memories, but even as a manager and now in my current role, I would say the, the common theme is really just kind of the camaraderie being around the guys. And now I'm kind of an old guy, right? So I, I show up and some of these younger guys is like, who's the old guy, you know? <laughs> um, but, uh, it's fun to even nowadays, you know, kind of pop into the dugout after the game or, or, or talk to some of the guys. Of course, I'm talking to them uh, before the season and just kind of getting their thoughts on what they want to get out of the out of the night season, you know, for them personally. But yeah, I would just say being around the guys is probably the, the biggest thing, regardless of, uh, you know, the capacity. Again, we're here with Dan Swanson, the general manager of the Northfield Knights. And Dan, of course, we've got to talk about it. The 2021 Knights Golf Tournament, just a little over a month away. And it's got to be a event a lot of people need to start thinking about, right? You know, we've always kind of had a, a golf tournament, and years ago it was kind of a players-only thing at the end of the year, but it has turned into now, probably over the past 10 years, kind of our key fundraiser for the year. So uh, probably not a lot of people understand, but, you know, putting on an amateur baseball season over a summer isn't free, right? Especially when the decision was made to move to wooden bats, for example. This is just one example. You know, those break. Those, you might get one swing out of it and be done with it, right? And so that, that has really been a large expense. Um, of course, you know, all the equipment that goes along with the jerseys, everything there. And I've tried to uh, make it such that, uh, you know, we're not charging players to have to play. And that's worked out really well. But uh, one of the things we do is we have this golf tournament fundraiser. And uh, this year, yeah, it's on June 10th, uh, which is a Thursday. And I'll be at Montgomery National Golf Course. It's a one o'clock shotgun. And uh, it's really open to anyone. Um, and if you want more details, uh, that's on our website. Awesome. And again, Dan, I'm assuming you guys also have a schedule on the website people can check out as well? Absolutely. Same place has our schedule and our roster where you'll see all of our uh, all of our players. Um, any news, they can get box score information for games. Yeah, lots of good information out there. Swanee, thanks so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having us on. And yeah, looking forward to the season. And that's Dan Swanson with the Northfield Knights. Again, if you're looking for some summer fun, head down to Seckler Park. There'll be tons of great baseball action down there, including Norfield Knights baseball. When we return, Dirk Umbenhauer will join the conversation to talk about a multitude of topics, from Raider baseball and softball to attending a Twins game, and of course, we'll talk about the upcoming series. Again, you're listening to the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Falk Financial Services. Just as pitchers use a mix of pitches to achieve success, investors need a diversified portfolio to meet today's challenges. Falk Financial Services is an independent financial planning firm that can help you build a strategy that considers investment risks while working to help you reach your goals. To learn more, call 507-645-2993 or visit us at falkfinancial.com. 
All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities offered through First Heartland Capital, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through First Heartland Consultants. Fall Financial Services is not affiliated with First Heartland Capital. Two outs tied at seven, bottom seven. First pitch, high! Malika's coming home! He's going to score! And Northfield walks it off! Joey Malika being mobbed! Water spewed over him by his teammates! The final score at Central Park! Northfield scores four in the bottom of the seventh to win it eight to seven! Unbelievable ending here at Seckler! And that is the voice of Dirk Umbenhauer. He was on the call of the Raiders taking on Rochester Century just the other day. One of the voices of Raider Athletics here at the station, KYMN. And Dirk, uh, you've been doing a great job on the stream. And thanks for joining me here for the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Folk Financial Services. No problem, Colin. Thanks again for the kind words. And yeah, happy to join you here on this fine Saturday. So like I said, you have been uh, broadcasting some baseball and softball games here for us. And uh, how's it going so far? Are you enjoying it? Yeah, it's going well. Um, you know, we've had a couple good games. Actually, the best one, of course, being on Thursday against Rochester Century for the baseball team. But we've had a couple good softball and a couple good baseball games so far. Um, we got a couple more this week. I'll be on the call Tuesday against Red Wing for Northfield Raiders softball at 5 p.m. We're going to Red Wing for that. Pre-game at 4.40 on the KYMNradio.net stream. And then I'll be gone later in the week. But Ned, who is, if you've remembered from Northfield Raider boys and girls basketball, is a pretty good announcer himself. He'll be on the call later this Thursday for softball against Winona here. And then Friday for baseball against Farmington. So we've got a few games upcoming this week, but it's been good so far. Yeah, and uh, you know the softball team and baseball team, softball team in particular, is playing very well this season. They're coming off, you know, a couple years ago, a state championship and... Uh, They've uh, had quite a few blowouts for you so far. Yeah, 21 to nothing against Cass and Manorville and 12 to 2 against John Marshall. I mean, it's fun games because the Raiders are winning. I admit, you know, blowouts are not my favorite sporting event to call in the world. I don't think any announcer would tell you they love blowouts either unless it's like the team that they're supposed to announce is winning a championship or something, which this Raider team could do. They are up a class. Um, it is going to be a lot harder for them than it was in 2019. Uh, but I think they can definitely, they have the roster so far that's definitely, I think, going to win the Big Nine easily. Um, and while there are tougher teams in section like Farmington and the Lakevilles and all that, um, with the talent they have, could get out of sectionals and get into the state tournament. And then if they do that, hopefully we can see what happens from there. And Dirk, uh, for some of our listeners, they may have heard you here on the Super Saturday Sports Show or here on the On Deck Sports Show. Uh, but for anybody who doesn't know your kind of backstory on announcing, you've been doing this for a couple years now, right? Right, I've been doing it for a couple years. I'm um, at college. I was on your sports talk show, Colin, when you had it down there. And then I took that over for two years, actually more a year and a half because my senior year was shortened due to the pandemic on KWLC, which is the Luther College radio station in Decora. I recommend everyone tune into that if they want to. And then, of course, announcing for Luther College Athletics, which is something I did for another two and a half years. Uh, They're sophomore through the end of my senior year, which was basically in March of 2020. I'm doing a variety of sports, baseball, softball, some, but mostly basketball um, and soccer during my time, sir. Yeah, I find it hilarious because uh, we did not talk at all when we... We both grew up in Norfield. Yeah, we both did not know school. each other yeah. talk at all. We just met each other at Luther College and got involved in sort of the sports information and radio stuff together. Uh, Dirk, uh, let's you know move on and 
talk a bit about the Twins here. My transition, you actually got to go to a game this week, and we're we're starting to see a lot of the restrictions loosen up. We're going to probably eventually here see some more fans at the games and just want to get a sense for what that experience was like. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's kind of cool looking at it now, of course, you know, being probably, I don't know how much longer until the Twins plan to go to 100% capacity now that they can, but one of the last people in the park during the COVID-19 protocols, and you know, it, it felt a little different, obviously. First off, you got 10,000 fans rather than 40,000. At the moment, you know, 10,000, a lot less. Um, it was very good at the park. There was a lot of very good, um, majority of the attendance, I'd say, close to 100% following the protocols when walking around the concourse. Um, and all that. They had good protocols set up at all the food stands and drink stands, um, easy to get tickets and all that. And then seating was kind of, you know, you're spread out in a way that it feels relaxing to be there. I'm fully vaccinated, so I was comfortable no matter what there. But I'd say even if I wasn't vaccinated yet um, and at a game, I think I would have felt pretty safe and pretty comfortable as well in that environment. Uh, so definitely different uh, field of the game than you normally have uh, in full capacity times where the stadium is at least close to full capacity, um, especially back in 2019 when the team was competing for a division title and won the division title. But yeah, so the differences are noticeable, but still, besides the fact the Twins lost, an enjoyable experience. I know over at the XL Energy Center, if you go to a game right now, you have to fill out a questionnaire essentially saying, hey, I don't have covid I haven't been around anybody with COVID. Did they make you do anything like that? Um, at the front, there was not there was not a questionnaire that I had to fill out. It was more they did have a sign, you know, with all the symptoms. If you have so-and-so symptoms, please don't come gotcha. to the park. And that was kind of more they left it up to you to be able to say yes or no to any of those symptoms, which sort of is the more verbal, less paper, including way they probably do it there at the wild game. But yeah, they did have something where it was like, here are the symptoms. If you have any, please turn around. If you don't, welcome to the game of the park. Yeah, they make you, you know, fill out an app and everything. And, uh, yeah, I'll be curious to see how that is handled at the different sporting venues here in the coming months. Um, but just talking about the club in general now, Dirk, Twins, man, we haven't really had too much time to talk about them within the last few weeks, but they've really been struggling. Uh, right now, record of 12-19, and 19, five and a half games behind the first place, White Sox. But, you know, it's still early. This team needs to start putting some wins together now. And it helps when you're playing against the Detroit Tigers. Right. I mean, the Twins do have, you know, it's very early and there's a lot of teams cluttered in there. But entering last night, one of the five worst records in baseball, I believe. Again, early. So a lot of teams are kind of stuck there in like the 500, a little below 500. But yeah, the Tigers are just simply not a good team. Uh, the Twins after last night, a very good win. Max Kepler, again, having a couple of nice hits. He's had past two games against Texas and Detroit has been pretty good for him after he's slumped throughout most of the season. Um, they got a big win last night. They've won three out of four against Detroit so far this year. Um, and it'll be a big game today on the mound. It's Barrios, who's been one of the Twins, probably the Twins' number two starter uh, this year behind Michael Pineda, I would say, out there on the mound, three and two with a 3.5 ERA. Um, but the Detroit's got a pretty good pitcher as well, Jose Urena. He's one and four, so the record is bad, but that's mostly because Detroit as a team is bad. This guy's got a pretty similar ERA to Jose Barrios, a couple of strikeouts, um, but he's not having a bad season per se. Um, so it is an interesting pitching matchup, and, and you're right. They have to beat the Tigers um, to get back in. And then what the Twins are doing, I think, this year, that they haven't been 
that they were successful doing in 2019-2020, they aren't able to beat up on the bad teams that much. You lose three out of four to Texas at home because your bullpen stinks. That's I'm blatantly honest there. Um, you know, you lose two out of three to Seattle at home, who I know is having a solid start, but Seattle's not the team that should be that good throughout the rest of the year. You lose two out of three to the Pirates at home. Uh, the Twins in 2019 and 2020, Colin, were able to win two out of three or even sweep those. They haven't been this year. And most of it's to blame on the bullpen, so... They need to turn that around um, and beat those bad teams. Otherwise, they aren't going to be even in playoff position. So a common theme here the last month has been the amazing season so far of Byron Buxton. I've seen comparisons to the Joe Maurer MVP season. I've seen comparisons to Tory seasons of Tory Hunter. and But now what has been seemingly Byron's biggest weakness is injuries, and it has crept up once again. Byron out of the lineup. We called up Kirilov. Kirilov now is out of the lineup. Next man up, Trevor Larnick, has made it into the Twins clubhouse. Uh, Dirk, uh, man, it's really frustrating to see these injuries play out in the outfield. Well, I mean, it very much is. I mean, hopefully Larnick can come up here and provide, you know, I think expecting him to produce as much as Buxton or was this season or even Kirilov was in his few games would be ridiculous, but hopefully he can produce enough that he's not an easy out in the lineup and does some good fielding. But you're right, it is kind of a thing. Kirloff there was kind of looking like another rookie on a hot streak before he got hurt. Now he's gone. Then Buxton was April's player of the month, possibly the MVP favorite in the MLB, or the American League, I should say, even though the Twins record is not too hot as well. Now he's out for, sounds like, weeks. It doesn't know if that's going to be a month or two months. You know, weaknesses has been the injury for Buxton, and it's kind of a shame. It's, he's having his best year. Um, but hopefully the Twins, you know, other players in the lineup, Kepler, who's been hot past two games we talked about, um, Jorge Polanco, who's also struggled, Miguel Sano, who's also struggled mightily at the plate this year, uh, maybe they can, you know, start picking it up to where they were, say, more 2019 or even 2020, um, and replace kind of the production that you lose from Kirloff and Buxton in this lineup while they're out. As frustrating as the bullpen has been, the lineup has almost been just as frustrating at times because this is the lineup we've kind of taken grand for. They've been the Bomba squad, hitting all these home runs the last couple of years, and it's just not the same. No, you're right. I mean, even even Kepler Polanco, I'd say last year in 2020, even when the lineup was still good, showed some signs of decline. Um, now, the lineup was entering this week on a hot streak from the end of the Cleveland through the Kansas City series and even into the Texas series. Uh, they looked to hit a little bit more on track last night against Detroit. But yeah, you got to get Kepler back up, Polanco back up. Maybe not to 2019, but somewhere near there. Because the 2019 lineup was 1 through 9, could get on base, and everyone was a threat to hit a home run. It's just not really the case right now with the way guys are hitting. And, you know, do I expect it to go to 2019 where they set a record for home runs? No. Would 2020 be nice? Yeah, that would work. Dirk, thanks for stopping by today and talking some twins and look forward to hearing you on the stream calling some more Raider baseball and softball this year. Thanks, Colin. And yeah, as you mentioned, you can listen to coverage of Northfield Raider baseball and softball all spring here on KYMNRadio.net. Again, I'll be on the call of Northfield Raider softball when it takes on Red Wing in Red Wing on Tuesday at 5 p.m. The coverage at the pregame show begins at 440 and then Thursday and Friday, Ned will be filling in for me. Thursday, 5 p.m. softball here at the Rockfields against Winona. Then Friday, up at the Levi Dodge Middle School, baseball, Northfield baseball takes on Farmington. 
All right, Dirk, thank you. And special thanks to not only Dirk, but also our guest earlier in the show, Dan Swanson. They call him Swanee. Down with the Norfield Knights. He's the general manager. And as always, if you're just tuning in and you want to hear the show, you can podcast us on kymnradio.net. Folks, uh, don't go anywhere. Game two between the Twins and the Tigers is coming up next right here on KYMN. This was the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Falk Financial Services.